as a whole manner of our life, these commands should be a guide to walking out our lives as believers. If we can understand how we communicate, essentially we're taking the the no longer just being hearers of the word, but doers of the word, because we are communicating in everything that we do. The world is judging us. Everybody is looking at us. They're looking at you when you walk down the street and how we communicate to the world around us should be a representation of Christ himself. The King's Council helps you discover, develop, and deploy your God-given talents and abilities. Now, our vision is to get you on the right path to your framework of success, focusing on the five power pillars, spiritual, mental, emotional, physical, and financial. Now, the King's Council is not your average coaching program. It's much more than that. It's a tribe of like-minded men and women bonded by faith and relationship that you can do life with. Join us in creating the next wave of kingdom entrepreneurs and becoming the CEO of your life by visiting kingscouncilcoaching.com and connect with one of our team members today. Hey, hey, guys, I want to personally invite you to some of our upcoming events, one in particular called the Own Your Life Retreat. Now, this is an opportunity for you to obtain the blueprint and the action steps to overcome the existing barriers in your life, to live a life of high performance. Now, you're going to be exposed to different tools, brands, techniques, and ultimately systems that are going to aid you on your journey to own your life. You're going to be surrounded by like-minded entrepreneurs in a team that's going to provide you the simple strategies that are going to convert to real life success. Plus, we're bringing in private chef Dan Churchill. So be prepared to be delighted by the finest and healthiest meals to help optimize your performance. So text me, own your life to 727-472-3860. Again, own your life to 727-472-3860, and we'll get you all the details for the next Own Your Life Retreat. All right, all right, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the King's Council Podcast. I'm your host, Riley Meek, and today we're going to dive into the topic of communication, and I'm excited to talk about this because this is really, I think communication is probably the most under- valued skill set that we can learn and become better and better at. Uh, You guys know my philosophy on sales and that we are all in sales. And to be an effective salesman, saleswoman, it really boils down to communication and how to communicate effectively. So I wanted to take probably a couple weeks to discuss this topic because there's so much that we can unpack from here. But before we dive into the nuts and bolts of it, I want to make sure that we have a good understanding of 
really what communication actually is or what it involves. And so I've got a few definitions that I'm going to dive into here with you guys, and then we'll kind of unpack this over the next 20 minutes or so. But communication, just so we're, we're all understanding here, communication, it's simply an act of transferring information from one person, one place, or one group to another. That's like the kind of overarching definition of what communication is. And as complicated as we make it, or as complicated that it can be, we're going to break this down to be as simple as possible for us here. Because there's three components to communication. In any sort of communication, there's a sender, the message itself, and then there's the recipient. So there's three parts to it, the sender, the message itself, and then the recipient. So the transmission of the message from the sender to the recipient can be affected by a number of different things, just like our emotions, the setting that we're in, maybe it's a cultural situation, or how about the medium that we're using to actually exchange the communication, or even our location. For example, right now, I'm speaking essentially to myself but I have to present this in a manner that a large audience is going to be listening to this. Or if I'm speaking one-to-many, as you guys know, we have a, a seminar company where we teach people how to sell to a group of people versus selling one-on-one. -on -one. All of it is different. There's skill sets, there's tactics that you can learn to communicate effectively. And if you look at the Oxford English definition, I looked this up here, the definition, according to Oxford, is communication is the imparting or exchanging of information by speaking, writing, or using some other medium. The successful conveying or sharing of ideas and feelings. I thought that was interesting that they put successful because there's a lot of ways that it can be unsuccessful. And what I want to go over here today and probably into next week is really how to teach you how to communicate effectively, or at least get to the tip of the iceberg on this thing, because there is a huge difference between actually communicating and communicating effectively. So again, communication has three parts, the sender, the message, and the recipient. It's as simple as we're going to make it, the sender, the message, and the recipient. So to break that down even further than the sender, what their job is to do is to essentially encode the message whether it's verbally or even nonverbal communication, and we're going to cover more of that as we discuss this, the message then itself is transmitted. It's transmitted in some way. It could be the speech that we use. It could be in writing, maybe a text message, an email, and then the recipient decodes it. So again, very elementary here, but when we go over this, I want to make sure that we have an understanding of, of how simple this is and the little things that we can do to effectively communicate so the recipient actually understands or receives, decodes the message the way that we had planned or intended to deliver it. Because two people can hear the same thing and get completely 
different understandings of it. I'm sure you guys have experienced this before. I know that I experience this uh, quite often. If you've ever been in any sort of relationship, I'm sure you guys know what I mean. There's a lot of things that come into play, even just the words themselves. It could be the body language or maybe the tonality that we hear this. And again, if you're in any relationship, I gotta believe you know what I'm referring to when it comes to the tone or how a message is spoken versus uh, maybe what was intended or even not intended. My wife, Ash, is very blunt and very direct, and sometimes I may get a little bit more sensitive about how she actually meant it, and that's the beautiful thing about understanding who we're communicating to, who's communicating to us, and how we can have a better understanding to deliver a message that is ultimately going to be received the way that we intended for it to be received. Again, three parts of communication, the sender, the message, and then ultimately the recipient. So out of those three, it obviously begins with the sender. And I want to just unpack this a little bit on this episode, and then we'll dive into the other two on some upcoming episodes here. But as believers, how we communicate is so important because how we communicate, it really is an understanding of our belief system. Ultimately, our core values should be a big part of this. And if we, we're going to dive into some scripture on this and in the New Testament, what we are called or when I dive into this, I believe that there are a lot of one another commands. I'm sure you guys have heard some of these, and we'll, I'll give some as examples for you, but how we should communicate to each other or one another. And when I kind of unpack this, I look at this as essentially like God's code of conduct for Christian relationships. How should believers conduct themselves with other believers? And just because it's commanded in the Bible— and I know you guys know what I mean. This just because it's commanded in the Bible doesn't mean it's easy for us to do. And as believers, communication is a skill that we have to choose to learn. And we can do that if we submit to the Word of God and then actually work it out. We apply it into our lives. Now, this is a skill set that can be learned and it can be honed in and it can get better and better and better. And I believe it's something that we should all be continually working on up until the day that we die. So I'm going to share a list with you of these one another commands, again, that I thought were quite interesting. I'm just going to read them off quickly to you guys because I've got a list of them here. But when we think about one another, how we're going to communicate, Scripture tells us to love one another, to forgive one another, to be servants to one another, to pray for one another, to build up one another, greet one another. Again, there's a lot of these guys. Do not speak evil of one another. Do not murmur against another. There's so many of these, and I'll actually throw this in the show notes if anybody wanted these in which scriptures that are referenced here. I'll make sure that these get put within the show notes as well. But the point is, is there's a lot in every scripture reference that I've even quickly gone through there. But again, we'll put the list in the show notes. Every one of those references ends with the first one given, a new command I give you to love one another. That's from John 13, 34. If we are to love one another, the love of Christ should be the catalyst for really, if we want to call it something, Christian communication or kingdom communication is, is the, certainly the love of Christ. It's obviously should be within our marriages, but really all of the relationships that we have. And I think it's interesting to note that the word communication 
it can refer to a number of different forms. There's interpersonal relationships, but as a whole manner of our life, these commands should be a guide to walking out our lives as believers. If we can understand how we communicate, essentially we're taking the the no longer just being hearers of the word, but doers of the word, because we are communicating in everything that we do. The world is judging us. Everybody is looking at us. They're looking at you when you walk down the street. And how we communicate to the world around us should be a representation of Christ himself. I love within the King's Council, we do these pop-up stores. We've had these shirts made that say, Jesus is King, right across the, the front of them. And I love wearing that shirt to the airport because I've never gotten such a response and positive response from wearing that shirt so many times, or even just King's Council. I've been in the airport. This happened to Christian Edwards and I the other day where we were in the airport and someone's like, oh man, you guys are a part of King's Council. And it was just, it was amazing to know that they know what we're about based upon how we presented ourselves, based upon the clothes that we were wearing. Whether that's vain or not, we're communicating how we dress, how we carry ourselves, how our vehicles look, is our house tidy, is it not? Everything is a form of communication. So my question to you, or what I want you to internalize is, are you communicating clearly? Are you communicating clearly? Are you communicating to the extent that you want somebody to understand? In order for us to have that clear communicator style, we got to first, number one, obviously be in communication with God. We're going to break that down first before I can communicate effectively to anybody else. I need to first off be in communication with God. And there are so many ways that we can communicate, but the two most important ways that I believe we can communicate best between God and us every day is really to listen Are we spending time with God? Are we listening to God? And as we communicate with him, the communication component is the overarching understanding of it. But as we listen, that is a form of communication. It's not just us speaking and declaring and praying and asking for things, but it's a form of listening. Are we listening effectively? Again, one of the strategies that we'll teach you in an upcoming episode here is I believe God's primary way of communicating through us is certainly through his word, the word of God. Romans 10, 17 says, so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So we hear him through his word and then certainly by the Holy Spirit, right? John 14, 26 says, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to you remembrance all things that I said to you. So ultimately, God speaks to all believers through the vehicle of the Bible. That's our playbook for life. And this is what we need. If we are considering ourselves a believer, we've got to be spending time in the Word of God. We've got to be equipping ourselves by spending time in the Word of God. So if we can fully understand how to communicate with God, we got to spend time diligently reading, studying, memorizing, and even meditating on his word. So effectively listening by reading 
the Word of God and spending time with Him. And once we do that, the primary mode of communication with God is prayer. Once we spend time in the Word of God, that's we're going to understand the principles, the kingdom principles that we coach on and talk about within the King's Council, because principles are never going to change. They essentially, there are laws within the kingdom. So if we understand that, now we can spend time in prayer because God is never going to suggest or communicate something differently than what's in the Word of God. You can always rely on that. He will never contradict himself if you know what the kingdom principles are in the Word of God. When we go to God then in prayer for all of our needs, all of our praise, all of our thankfulness, we then are able to go to it not from his inability to provide for us, but from our lack of diligence to ask. Okay, again, if we've spent time in the Word, now we know what the Word says. So when we spend time in prayer, it can be rather than God I don't know what the answer is to this question. First off, did you seek the Word of God? If you know the Bible, if you know the understanding of the Word of God, you could probably know the answer. But then if it's still not clear, then that's when we can go to God and ask. And then we're coming to Him with the right motives, the right understanding through prayer. If we are to go to God with all of our needs, which we are, we are to go to Him with all of our needs, Because if you remember, even Jesus prayed regularly, which is interesting. When I first like really grasped that, like if Jesus is God, but he still had to pray regularly, how or why was that? And it's really, he took on the limitations of man. When he was here on earth, he took on those limitations, the human form. So he still needed to go off and pray he still needed to establish that intimate communication with God the Father. And that's what he did. You know, obviously the Bible was being written at that time, but he still had to communicate through prayer, even though it was Jesus. Jesus was God, but he had to go still spend time in prayer with God the Father. If we think of that and we understand that Jesus had to do that, Shouldn't it be all the more that we are to do that? We are to follow his example and pray continually. So we understand, okay, number one, communication with God. Next, we got to understand how we communicate with each other, with fellow man. And James speaks clearly on this subject. James 1, chapter 1, verses 19 says, My dear brothers, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen slow to speak, and slow to become angry. When we speak in anger, we fail to show God's love. That's just pretty plain and simple. So be quick to listen, be slow to speak, and slow to become angry. So whether we're speaking with a a family member or a, a stranger, our communication should always come forth in a loving manner. It's easier said than done oftentimes, but If we're not coming in a loving manner, it's not that we have to be the pushover, woe is me type of Christian in this discussion or communication that we're having. But if we still have to approach it with love, it could be tough love if it still is in love. Otherwise, our testimony is damaged, and as is the name of Christ who we're representing. So the best way that we can be sure that our mouth is pure is to be aware of what's in our hearts. Scripture tells us this, that out of the overflow of the heart, 
the mouth speaks. So if our hearts are filled with ungodliness, it's going to eventually come out in our speech. It's pretty easy to understand when people are spewing out hatred or mean comments or, you know, you see this all over social media. It's like, that's from the heart. Everything boils down to this heart condition again of does number one, God have our heart. And if he does, it's from the out of the overflow of our heart that the mouth is going to speak. All right, guys, I believe when it comes to the most important form of communication And then we're going to unpack this, but I wanted to give you some understanding of what a believer's form of communication, again, we're we're always communicating in everything that we do, but I think the most important communication to man should certainly be the fulfillment of the Great Commission. We are to communicate the gospel of Christ to a world that so desperately needs to hear it. But how we communicate this is so important. The guy on the soapbox with the bullhorn, he's communicating, but ain't anybody receiving that, right? There's the sender, the message that is so not received. We could break that discussion down for a whole nother episode probably, but the way we communicate is so important. And again, it's not just the words we say or even how we say it, because those type of words oftentimes from the guy with the bullhorn on the street corner, those usually aren't nice words. It's turn or burn. And while there may be a version of reality in there. Nobody wants to hear that. That's not going to be received by anybody. Okay, I would love to know the statistics of how many people were actually like, well, I guess I I don't want to burn in that situation. So anyways, as believers, we should constantly be examining this and like, how can we be better? How can we communicate better, especially when there's new forms of communication, whether it's uh, on social media, certainly texting. I always like to text via Audible or an app like Voxer because you can hear the tone that I'll express something. So when my sales guys will ask for a an example of how I would have overcome something, I could simply type the words, but oftentimes it's how I say something that's most important than actually just the words that I say. Because when it comes down to communication, of all the communication, if we just look at like communication as a whole, only 7% of what's received is actually made up of the words that we say. 7% come from the words that we say. 38% of that is from the tonality of what we say. And then 55% of it is actually from the physiology or what we could call maybe the body language. And you guys have probably been a part of this, how energetic somebody is. They're throwing their arms around. If you're on YouTube watching me, you understand what I'm saying when I can have this intensity to deliver a message versus just being boring and monotone. And a lot of that comes across from the physiology, the body language that we have. And so if we consider all of that, our facial expressions, everything is made up to form a message. And that's all based upon how the sender, what the sender is encoding, the message themselves, and then ultimately what they're going to deliver to the recipient. So the tactical of this here, guys, I want to leave you with this is whenever we communicate, there's three steps to great communication. If you're looking to get a message across and provide a call to action, you want somebody to do something. It breaks down to three simple things. What do we want them to know? 
How do we need them to feel? And what do we need them to do? Before we communicate, it's so important that that we understand what we need your audience to know, whether this is one person or a hundred people. What do you want them to feel and then to ultimately know what you need them to do? What do you want the other person to know? Are you delivering a presentation or maybe are you just having a conversation with your spouse or maybe your kids? So what do we need them to know? And then we got to think about how do I need them to feel? Because, you know, knowledge is not power in any situation. So if you're just delivering information, that doesn't lead people to action. Information does not move people to action. It's an emotion that leads people to action. If I can elicit an emotion in you, you're ultimately going to take action. In this process, we aren't just connecting with the head, but what we're doing is we're connecting with the heart. So what do I need that person to feel in order to get them to do? What do I want them to do? How can I lead them to action, have a clear call to action? And in this process, one of the most important things that we have to understand is the hat that you wear determines the emotions that people feel. I'm going to say that again. The hat that you are wearing determines the emotions that people feel. I'll give you an example. If I'm talking to Ash, the hat that I'm wearing is husband. If I'm communicating to Ellie, the hat that I'm wearing is dad, father. If I'm talking to one of my sales reps or an employee of ours, the hat that I'm wearing is boss or one of my buddies, it's friend. Okay, so the hat that I wear is going to determine the ultimate emotion that I feel. Now, this can be interesting if you are a couple that's in business together. So your business partners, maybe one of you is even considered boss or you know, vice versa, but also you're married. So the hat that you wear is going to determine the emotion that somebody feels in that situation. So if Ash and I, while we we work together within the King's Council, we do events together, I've absolutely experienced this of how I've delivered something maybe wasn't in a husband fashion and that was the hat that I was wearing at the time because we were commingling date night and work discussion. I definitely do not suggest doing that. I've done it and it does not usually work well. So understand this, the hat that you're wearing determines the emotion that you're going to get somebody to feel. I love it when, for example, going to church, a lot of these larger churches they do events where they really have this dialed in from a We'll use like kingdom builders, for example. What they're trying to do, they'll show a video and they're eliciting an emotion within you about a missions trip or somebody that was in need and they're looking to raise money, raise funds for it. So somebody could just simply stand up there and announce that they're raising money or they could show an emotional video, take people on that journey And then that's going to lead people, it's going to elicit that emotion, and then that's going to lead them to take the action that they're looking to have. So again, what do we need the person to know? What do I need them to feel in order to lead them to the action that I need them to take? And just because you've heard it 
based upon the example that I had given you, just because I said the words doesn't mean that they received it. Doesn't mean they actually processed it. They might have heard it, but it doesn't mean that they believe it, and it doesn't mean that they're going to do it. So we've got to understand how to elicit an emotion in somebody in order to get them to take action on what we're looking for. So the sender, there's the message, and then there's the recipient. So we've pretty much covered the sender today, and then on the next couple episodes, we're going to talk about the message itself. How do we create a message that can be understood? Because if I'm speaking Spanish and you're speaking English, we might not have a message that can be understood. So I've got to craft this message. I've got to box this message up in order to be received by the recipient. And that's what we're going to dive in on the next couple episodes. We'll see you guys on them. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the King's Council Podcast. For more information on the King's Council and becoming the CEO of your own life, visit kingscouncilcoaching.com today. You can also follow us on Instagram at kingscouncilcoaching. We'll see you next time. Thank you.